Welcome to Marketing Without the Marketing, the podcast that tries to teach you everything that I know about content strategy in little 10-minute episodes at a time. I'm your host, Michael Bosey. I'm very happy you're here with me today because I'm talking about one of my favorite topics, which is email marketing. If you've been following along, you know that I'm in the middle of a series that is Email Marketing 201, which is sort of, you know, taking it one step beyond the the standard newsletter strategy for marketing and doing some segmentation and some automation. If you missed those episodes, they're the most recent ones in your feed. I've gotten some good feedback on it, so this is a good sign. It means that people are finding these things to be useful. Awesome. And this little mini-series on email marketing is a part of a broader series called Content Marketing 201, which is next-level strategies for web, blog, email, social, online store. And I left a link in the show notes so that you can follow all of those or just reel back in, in your feed. The whole point of this thing is to make sure that you and I level up from the marketing that we see out there uh, that is, well, let's face it, a little tired while content marketing is a revelation to small businesses. Everybody's doing it now which makes it harder to stand out, which means that we need better strategies. And that to me is Content Marketing 201, pulled right from the work that I do day by day, week by week with clients, uh, helping them do all these these things, setting up a website, uh, a blog, running a podcast, setting up an email list, doing social media, setting up an online store, all this stuff that I do with clients, try to teach you that here in this podcast. All right, so let's get started, and I'm going to level with you up front about today's episode, because here's the thing. If we're going to learn content marketing, not every topic is going to be super exciting about, you know, growing your list and getting new subscribers and, oh, look at all those website hits and making the sale. Sometimes the the behind-the-scenes stuff is just as important to setting up for success, and that's today's topic. List cleanup, list hygiene, list maintenance, whatever you want to call it. This is really important to running a good email marketing program, uh, helps you save money on what you spend on your email service provider, and more importantly, it gives you a better delivery rate if you're done right and a better open rate. And so this is really, really important stuff. So, uh, so even though this might not be the sexiest topic, I think it is one of the most important things and I hope that this gives you some ideas for how to handle your email list. So uh, let's get started. Having a clean email list makes it more likely that the emails that you send will actually get delivered. Wait, what? Why is that? Now, look, this may sound counterintuitive, but let me explain. Let's say that you're sending messages from your email service provider. doesn't matter what that is, whether it's MailChimp, Constant Contact, Emma, uh, Mad Mimi, whatever you use, it doesn't matter. But you're, some portion of those is going to go to a Gmail address, right? Some of those subscribers, probably a large portion, are going to have a Gmail account. Now, Google is famous for watching every single transaction that happens. And Gmail is no exception, right? So when you send a message to a Gmail address, There's Google watching that happen, and they know that that email comes from a mailing list. They can do some calculations that say, 
look, of everything that came from this mailing list, let's say that you sent 100 messages uh, to Gmail addresses. Huh, only three people open those. This email must not be valuable. So, hey, guess what? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to just drop this into the Promotions tab and not put it in the main Primary tab. Yes, Google does this, and there's reason to believe that Microsoft and the other the email clients do this too. Why not, right? So this gets you thinking, how can I get my open rate up, right? If Google's going to mark this as, oh, no, these are not good emails. Like, we don't, we don't want that. So we want to get our open rate up. And the, one of the easiest ways to do that is to make sure that you're not sending to those dead addresses, right? So if 100 of, of those emails that I'm sending are going to Gmail addresses and 50 of those are dead, immediately I've dropped my open rate. And Google's watching that, and Google is deeming these emails to not be valuable. If I keep doing that over and over again, Google's just going to say, you know what? These are no good. Our people here with our Gmail accounts, they're not opening your messages. So you're going to get downgraded. And the way that Google downgrades you is they put you in the Promotions tab rather than the Primary tab. And that one thing can now all of a sudden downgrade you and the, your ability to reach the people that you want to reach. And that's why you'll see some people on their mailing list where they'll say, hey, uh, mark me as VIP or important or whatever, just so that Google will sort this into the Primary tab and you'll be more likely to be seen. So this right here is one of the biggest reasons why you want to keep a clean mailing list. But one of the other big reasons, too, is just to save money on your email service provider. So, for instance, I'll take MailChimp, uh, which is the one that I use. Uh, they start charging you over 2,000 subscribers. And, you know, for clients who are just getting started, we maybe have 100 people, 200 people. But as that starts to grow... There are people who are going to be engaged and then not so engaged. And, you know, as they're not engaged, we want to kind of slough those people off the list because we hit 2,000. And even if those folks are not all folks who want to hear from you, you're going to end up start, starting to pay for those. And I've got clients who have, you know, 50, 65,000 subscribers, and they're paying for that, right? So you want to make sure that you're cleaning all the old ones out that are not getting those messages anyway. And there's a bunch of reasons that that could be the case. Uh, let's go through the, the difference between uh, how we would rank subscribers, because uh, that part's really important to understanding this. All right, in any email list, you're going to have a few different um, uh, ways that, uh, that, that your subscribers are going to be marked. First of all is subscribed, right? These are folks who have gone through your process, have opted in, and said, hey, I'd like to be subscribed and I'd like to get your emails. And they've confirmed your double opt-in uh, so that they've told you not once but twice uh, that they want to be there. That's great. Um, and there's good reason to do that. That really does help you uh, cut down on the spam. And I know you can do a single opt-in process, but really, in my experience, what that ends up doing is just opens you up to tons of bot traffic. I used to have my list set up that way, and I couldn't, I couldn't stand it. I couldn't handle all, all the bots that, that happen. Once your email list gets big enough, it starts to attract more bots. And it's the same thing that you'd have with a website, too. If you're getting a lot of hits on your website, all of a sudden you're going to see a lot more bot traffic. Uh, that's just the, the way that that works. Now, there's another category called non-subscribed. These are people who have started the process of your double opt-in, 
and then didn't finish it. So in other words, they got the double opt-in, got challenged, and are now non-subscribed. Now, for non-subscribed addresses, those are usually in two categories. One is bots uh, who couldn't get through the process because they weren't human, right? So periodically, what I do is go through and clean those out. And usually they're recognizable either by some code rather than a first name, for instance, or you'll start to recognize the IP addresses, which are usually Russian, uh, Ukrainian, Bangladeshi, uh, and you'll start to see the same things over and over again. There's uh, there's some in the U.S. as well, but again, you'll start to see, uh, you know, a heavy influx, especially as your list grows. If they all start to be from one IP address, you know you're dealing with some sort of uh, bot farm. And I just scrub all those out and delete them because they're no good anyway, um, and you can just get rid of those. Now, the other category is actual humans who started the subscribe process and then got interrupted for some reason or the email bounce or whatever it was. Those folks may wish to actually be subscribed. And if you're dealing with enough subscribers, it's not a bad idea to send them a message to say, hey, you didn't finish the subscription process. Uh, here's a link uh, to follow to go ahead and do that. And uh, that'll allow them to either subscribe or not to subscribe. And usually you can do this, like for instance, in MailChimp, you set up a segment that highlights all the non-subscribed folks so that you can see the list of them all at once and send them a campaign. Uh, and again, you can you can do this manually. Uh, once a quarter is not a bad idea to do this, or I can set up an automation to do that for you so that this will just happen automatically uh, for those folks who are non-subscribed and get them on your list. Then there's unsubscribed. Those are people who have willfully and intentionally said, I don't want to receive your email uh, emails anymore. They were subscribed. And now they say, I'm not interested anymore, and they're not subscribed anymore, right? So we call that unsubscribed, which is different from non-subscribed. And those folks, we don't want to send any messages to unsubscribed folks. They've told you they don't want to hear from you, and we, as good ethical marketers, are going to respect that. Next, there's two other categories, bounced and cleaned. Now, of course, if we look at all these different categories, the ones that are cleaned, we want to delete those. Right? They're not getting delivered anymore. We want to actually delete those from the list. So that's one of the first ways we can just clean up the list. Now, for the bounced addresses, generally don't do much with those because they're either going to be okay or they're going to get cleaned. Uh, and so I don't worry about those too much. Same thing with unsubscribed. You could go and delete those folks. And it's there's good reason to do that. For instance, with MailChimp, MailChimp actually does count unsubscribed towards your total list now. So those folks are counting to your total. And again, if you hit 2,000 subscribers, you're going to end up paying for your list. So you might want to delete those. But also, uh, if you haven't hit 2,000 yet, I would advise leaving those in just so that you know not to email those addresses again. Someone, the, the subscriber, can resubscribe if they want. Um, but again, those folks have told you not to email them. And, you know, you might clean those out uh, once there's a financial reason to do so. But I usually leave them in for clients if it's, you know, if the, if the uh, email service provider account is still a free account. Another really good strategy to use for proper list hygiene is what's called a re-engagement campaign. This is where you find all of the people who are no longer engaging, 
with the content that you sent, right? So these are people who are still subscribed, but for some reason they don't open your emails anymore, okay? This is completely natural, uh, happens all the time to every list, so this is nothing to feel bad about. It just happens, right? So people are excited, they join a list, Maybe it's not for them and they, they find, you know, down the road after the fifth message, fifth week, fifth month, fifth year that they're just like, you know what, I got everything I needed from this list. Uh, they've moved on to something else and that's fine. Uh, you know, we want to kind of either find out from those folks uh, why that is or see them out the door and just be like, hey, it was great to have you while you were here. Like I said, there's nothing wrong with that. I actually like unsubscribes. Unsubscribes are a good thing unsubscribes are a definite thing that says, hey, uh, I, this is no longer interesting to me. Great. I won't bother you anymore then, right? It's way better to know that than just to keep hammering people and paying for that subscriber uh, if they're not interested. But it does help to ask. So here's how you run a re-engagement campaign. Uh, just as an overview, uh, search all those folks who have not opened a campaign in the past you set the parameter uh, based on your own list. That could be the past five campaigns, the past 10, the past 20, or the past six months, the past year, whatever you want to do, or however you know that works for your list. Though some email service providers like MailChimp, for instance, will mark those folks with a rating. So in MailChimp, for instance, the people who are not engaging, they get two stars. And you could just sort everyone two stars and under uh, is due for a re-engagement campaign. Next step is you mark them uh, in either a tag or a group or whatever, just so now you, you tag them with, uh, you know, re-engagement or whatever it is that you want to call this. And then we send a campaign to them. And very simply, we say, hey, do you still want to receive these emails? It's really that simple. You send a very nice, a very polite, short message that says, Hey, I see that you're not opening my emails. Are you still interested? And, um, you know, if so, then great. And if not, then I'm going to remove you from the, from the list. And normally what I'll do is set this up in an automation so that this might ask once, twice, or even three times, depending on the size of, of the list and how old or new the list is, um, just, just to make sure that they, we up the chances that they're actually going to see the message. The important thing, though, is once they get to the end of either that message or that sequence of messages is that we're going to get rid of them. We're going to unsubscribe them and quite possibly delete them as well, depending. But here's the thing. I also use this to collect feedback, too. Right. So, for instance, has something changed? Whether, oh, you've moved on to a different job or you're doing something different now. So the things that I'm sending to you are not interesting to you anymore. Uh, I want to know why they've not been interested. Maybe it's something I'm doing, right? Maybe I've veered into a set of topics that they don't care about anymore. And it's my opportunity to ask them that, right? What could I provide that would keep them more interested? Now, you want to be careful with this, though, because you keep in mind that these may not be your core customers anyway, right? Because after all, they've lost interest to a certain degree, right? So just be careful. Take this with a grain of salt. But here's the thing. If you can detect trends, it might be an indicator and offer you a strategy for how to do better in the future. And this is gold. Now, again, you want to be careful about listening to these folks, but just imagine that there's a segment that you could identify of people who are really opening every single one of your messages and then they stopped. 
those would be good folks to ask, you know, why? What made you lose interest? What can I do better to help you? But the important thing to this strategy is to make them perform an action in your re-engagement campaign. So in other words, ask them if they're still interested, make a link that says yes or no or whatever. The ones who click yes, that's great. We're going to keep those folks. Uh, the ones who click no, we're going to unsubscribe them or make that happen automatically with automation. But if they don't click that yes, tell them that you will unsubscribe them if they don't take that action. Now, you're going to see these folks who open the email and it's your choice whether or not to keep them or not. But I like to, to make people opt in just so that they tell me directly, yes, Michael, I would still like to receive your messages. And that right there is way more valuable than just, oh, hey, you opened the message, so I guess you're still... Uh, you're still interested. To me, if they haven't clicked yes, it's kind of a weak indicator. And it kind of tells me that they're in that class of folks that are not really that interested. And you know what? Like, I'm not going to be able to help them. I'm not going to be able to do them much good anyway if they're not that interested. And it may actually lower my open rate. So, you know, it, it's better to just politely show them to the door and unsubscribe them. Remember, they can always resubscribe. Now, after you run that campaign, to me, I wait a week or two and then kill all those addresses. Um, you can download them uh, if it makes you feel better, just that you're losing data. Download them first, whatever, but get them off your list because we want everything that we send to have a high open rate. And we want the people on our list who want to be there, right? I mean, really, it's that simple. We don't want to be marketing to people who don't want to hear from us. That's the definition of spam. We want to talk to the people who want to be here, who want to be in the room listening to us, right? Those are our peeps. Those are the ones that we want to talk to. Those are the ones that we want to build a relationship with. It's really that simple. All right, I'm going to stop there because as I want to do, I've gone a little bit long on this. You know, these are big topics and, you know, I want to give an overview just so that you can get going on these things right away. But let me know if you want to hear you know, more of the nuts and bolts of how to set these things up and actually do this in a hands-on way. Great. I'm happy to do that, uh, to do, you know, more in the sort of intermediate and advanced strategies. Like I said, email is super important. And look, if you can't wait and I understand that, uh, then book a session with me. Let's do a one-on-one, -on -one, you and me, and we'll talk about your strategy. Uh, and, you know, we can set up a re-engagement campaign. I can help you think it through or actually do it for you too. So just book a session, go to controlmousemedia.com strategy, uh, and let's do it, right? Otherwise, Stay tuned for more. I think I'm going to shift from email now and move on to social media. Social has changed a lot, probably more so than anything in content marketing. And it's not as effective anymore. So what are we going to do about that? It's still important to be the sort of top edge of the funnel. But what do we do when the rules of social have changed? And that is going to be the topic of the next little mini series uh, as a part of this content marketing 201 series. So I hope you'll join me for that. Subscribe in your podcast app or on my site at controlmousemedia.com slash subscribe. And I'm always appreciative of you giving me your attention. I value that. And uh, I hope that you get something out of this. So, all right, we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks again.